Hey, we're at Hoagie's Garage tonight, so we've been kind of hitting this Wednesday thing. Yeah. It kind of works in both of our schedules. You're well, not line judging. And, yep. uh, and I didn't not, even get hollered at too much last night, being as I was doing your team. You know, it helped. I think you had Hoagie's Garage. Well, so, uh, it didn't hurt. I, asked, <laughs> I said, well, I got, I got to wear my Hoagie's Garage shirt tonight. Yes, I have to. But I, I did send you a text and told you I don't think you missed a single call all night. Well, there was that one at the end of that fourth game. That was awful close. I didn't like making that call, period, but you don't have time to think, so you just no, throw the flag. You, just, and, you react, right, yep, yep. Yeah. The other thing I thought, I got to at least mention this, because the Central Lion boys, who, you know, they know you, and the shirt was there uh, that you were wearing. But uh, I was in the stands, and, you know, you have that – the chant, so the three, the they three say hits. three words. Yep. So, you know, the and I can never set, understand spike. them. Yep. You can't understand hardly anything, but I did catch them say, Hoagie's Garage Podcast. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I kind of gave them the thumbs up afterwards that I heard it, and then I saw them all kind of point towards, you know, us. So, <laughs> That that was pretty cool of them to do. So I don't know if they're making fun of us or what, but don't so matter. Be yeah, hey, they they've at least heard of it, right? <laughs> yeah, evidently, somebody has. <laughs> oh yeah. But and, hey, we always talk about the weather a little bit. You had to be. You, it's, it's you wanted a sweatshirt on this, this morning. This morning was chilly, but it, it's like absolutely beautiful. Yep. Nothing I like. Degrees. I've told a lot of people this. Nothing I like better. Then wearing a sweatshirt till noon or so, take it off, put it back on again about 4 o'clock. Them are perfect days for me, and that's what we've been able to do. Yeah. But if it don't start warming up just a little bit, it's down to like 65 in my house. I haven't flipped her to the heat mode yet. No, but no way. I'm not flipping the heat button on. Not. I'll keep it cool. My but, wife might not be too happy, but we're, we're not flipping the heat button on. <laughs> <laughs> During start, the winter, mine's have, at sixty nine, so I, have, I don't oh, I don't even. Go I got mine 70s. warmer than that. No, maybe I'll have to start making some meals in the oven if it don't start warming up. <laughs> oh, you bet. Hey, we're going back to PA tonight, Tope. That'll be fun. Yeah, you know we getting out there a little bit. We are some of the you know obviously you know this is a three fifty eight driver. Yep, very similar to our three sixty. Yeah, what did they uh, say the other day? Just they run steel heads instead of aluminum or something. something it's the only like difference. That. Yeah, but, but uh, um, you know, it's it, his name's Chris Frank. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, we met a guy down in Knoxville, Chris Fizzle. Yeah, and uh, he kind of mentioned him to us, so we kind of mm-hmm. started watching him a little bit more when yeah, we well, watched Chris Fizzle sponsors Chris Frank and. Yep, yep. If, if so, I said that all right, I hope. So we're we're like, hey, we had Billy on last week. Yep. Let's let's get another PA guy. And we're always, if anybody from PA is listening, reach out to us. We yep. gladly get you on the show. Oh, heck so, yeah. Um, but yeah, when we're, we come back, to Chris Frank. Chris Frank. Like to thank Octane Inc. from T South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything they are known for their wraps they wrap golf carts uh snowmobiles um trailers sprint cars hobby stocks it doesn't matter uh side by sides they wrap it uh they also do coolers and they will also do clothing you can have t-shirts made there um you name it these guys can do it I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, 
and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. And we're here at uh, Hoagie's Garage. We're, we're going back to PA again tonight, Toe. Yeah, I like that, though. We spread around a little bit. Yeah, we got we got to get our crowd from PA going. There so you go. What, what better guy to do that than Chris Frank, right, Chris? That's it. Uh, may not be the best, but a lot of people know me. <laughs> well, that that's really good. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Gotcha. Well, we're basically central Pennsylvania from way back. Uh, started racing go-karts at about 12, 13 years old over here back at uh, Hunterstown Speedway's a kart track near us. And basically Jerry inspired up through rain with my half-brother, my dad, for go-karts for a long, long time. Uh, ran go-karts from 97 until about 13. Uh, a lot of success in that, you know, a bunch of wins and everything else, championships, and got to the point where it was turning 30 and I got tired of people asking you what you race and you're like go-karts and they're like oh we do that at the beach that's awesome we have a blast boot too and I'm like that's it's not the same kind of go-kart <laughs> we grew up over here and what I actually run is a 358 sprint car which is very similar to your 360 stuff out there but it was a uh, a division started for kind of before the 305 stuff was supposed to be economy now we're you know pushing 700 horsepower never porting heads and doing stuff and everything else but uh steel blocks steel heads uh grew up with guys racing that a lot of my dad's friends and going to the races and things and uh just got to the point where i decided i was going to sell out and i was going to try to go 305 racing on my own um the guy I bought the car from actually had a 358 and he kept hounding me to buy it finally he ended up getting on me and i just told him i was like nobody's ever going to buy that you should just let me run it and they basically sponsored me that motor I sold off what 305 motor parts I had to get started, and then I've been running 358s now from, I'll say, like halfway through 14 till till now. So, been doing pretty good, but uh, do it pretty well on my own with that, with a bunch of sponsors, and really my wife, my mom, my crew guys, and all that. We just hit her as much as we can and get after it. So, so you own your own car, correct? Yes. Okay. That's so. That's a, that's always makes things interesting too, doesn't it? <laughs> oh yeah well and that was going from owning your own go-kart operation to trying to do this i will say this being like i guess season eight uh i feel like i'm just now kind of to the point where i was with my car stuff where i had good equipment i have good spares i had a second car i do only have the one motor which actually currently is already back out uh, i had a little issue with that at the grove here in the last race and that needed to get pulled a little early we had two at lincoln yet to run but unfortunately we're not going to be able to make those so um just getting started on rebuilding for next year a little early, I guess. <laughs> you, you bet. So you mentioned the Grove and Lincoln. You run other tracks then in PA also, or just pretty much those two? Really, that's been about it as far as our division and, and who picks us up and things like that. There used to be, way back when the 358 started, they called it cars. Uh, it would be very similar to like the, the URC 360s that are over here. They traveled and would go to different places, uh, have their own special nights at different tracks but right now we're really we uh trailway speedway unfortunately went to the wayside that was kind of a home for 358s for a long time that was the only regular sprint car division there um 
that actually got bought off and sold. So right now, really, we have uh, Lincoln, Williams Grove, Pass Valley has put a couple shows on for us here, and then just kind of, you know, whatever else kind of pops up. We had one back at Susquehanna here the other week, and unfortunately, I ended up on my head with that card, that one. So it's been a been a rough couple of weeks, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, we're kind of married to those two tracks, which kind of it's nice because everything's 15, 20 minutes away out here. And I'm I'm right in the middle of all of it, which is nice. But then yep. it's like I a little tired of the same thing over and over again too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What were you just saying earlier about oh, that- Sellens Grove? I think I just read before I came over. They just signed a ten-year deal with a new promoter. Yeah, I believe uh, Stephanie Baker Stutz there is going to be the new promoter out there. That was actually a 358 track for a very long time. They tried to go 360 and kind of I don't. I, was a little out of it there when it was going all on, but it seems like they kind of shot themselves in the foot because they're now they really don't even get any 360 stuff up there anymore. But, uh, you know, maybe with new promotion and everything else, I feel like there's still some guys around that would travel up there. That'd be a nice one to hit. And I know they're already talking about some other big shows for the sprint car stuff. So maybe we'll get a chance back up there. Yeah, absolutely. If you get a shot at it, it's always kind of fun. Like you said, to run somewhere different once in a while. Yeah, now we, the best we can do sometimes is there's off weekends, and uh, most of the URC 360 stuff in the area will let us go run with them. They don't really penalize you too bad most of the time. Now we're we're a little off power-wise on some of the bigger track compared to those guys, but, uh, you know, it's still uh, – I've got to run at Sealands Grove. We've been out to Bedford. Um, I've actually gone and tagged into the back of a few uh, 410 shows at some of the oddball stuff. We ran at uh, Big Diamond earlier this year and actually qualified through the heat race, and I ended up running 14th in a full field of cars out there with my 358, which was pretty cool. <laughs> That's always fun, ain't it? Yeah, that, can... that was actually racing with the guys in the feature and, and keeping pace when it slowed down there. It was pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What what track fits your driving style the best? I really enjoy Williams Grove. That's probably my favorite to go to. Uh, hopefully we end up getting a few more shows car count wasn't great for like the past few seasons but i think last year and this this year especially we had pretty full fields we were running b mains on a regular basis i think that'll maybe prompt them to get a few more shows but uh i don't like the big you know port royally type stuff i mean Seals grove is kind of like that but i liked it better just kind of match the throttle down and dragging the brake kind of stuff i feel like I'm not really throwing the car into Grove, but you're you're definitely driving it different than like a momentum type racetrack, I guess you call it. But sometimes the short step, short yeah, short track stuff gets a little frustrating just because everybody's running over everybody in our division. It seems like a lot, and that can get frustrating too. Well, then then you got them repairs you were talking about. You got oh yeah, rims all beat up and <laughs> different stuff, bumpers bent. Hopefully, oh, yeah. you don't end up on your head. Yeah, no, unfortunately the other week it rolled back over and I landed on the wheels, but not before it got both wings and everything else. <laughs> so what's it, you know, racing in PA, you know, you got so many tracks that you can go to relatively close in that small area there, but then the fan base too, you know, you get your Beer Hill gang and you got different things. It, I mean, what what's it like racing there on a regular basis? There's definitely a huge fan presence, and, and even with uh, – basically a small business that is my father-in-law's that we do here. Everybody really supports the racing stuff and the people that do advertise. And that's what I really like. So we're very fortunate in the fact that most of the business I end up getting is by word of mouth and people seeing us at the races and a lot of drivers, crew members, fans, um, 
you know, I feel like a lot of people really support the area. You know, there's always the haters and the people talking about online and everything else, but I feel like Central Pennsylvania is definitely a, a hotbed of sprint car racing. There's so much of it. Um, you know, they, the online thing and your flow and dirt vision and all that to say if it's hurting or not. I mean, sometimes fan attendance is high. Sometimes it's low. Sometimes it's, you know, who knows how many people are really watching on TV if it's panning out. But I feel like there's not a day that I can drive around out here and you don't see sprint car stickers on the back of windows. and Yep that just driving you know even in the city and things like that there's a lot of a lot a lot of fan base and a lot of different people that supported in the area for sure yeah there's we've said it before there's there's nothing like going to the races it's just not the same as sitting at tv but at the same time we're really appreciative of flow and dirt vision because we can sit here now and watch you guys race in pa and we can watch the races in california which we never got to before so that part's oh, yeah. really nice for us. Yeah, it's definitely broadened it out, and I think that is awesome. I mean, I, if I could stay awake sometimes, it'd be neat to catch the stuff from Australia because I know they put those on here coming up and got to figure out a way to try to set it to record or come back and catch it. It's fun watching it well, when it's on. Catch the replays. That's what I'm kind of counting on because I ain't <laughs> yeah. staying up. I can't hardly make the California races. <laughs> yeah. Now in the Outlaws or West Coast, sometimes that does get a little difficult. You wake up and you're just watching them tune out. But yeah. Yeah, have a have yeah. a little I have a little problem watching it through the eyelids once in a while, but Yeah. Picture ain't real clear that way. Nope. <laughs> what uh what are some of your most memorable moments at the racetrack? Whether it's wins, whether it's fans, it's whatever. Yeah. Is there do you have some memorable moments that you've had? Oh yeah. Now I think uh the night that I was fortunate enough to win at Williams Grove was actually an all-star night. So it wasn't like most of the time we run second and most of your fans for the second division, for the most part around here, whether it's 358, 305, you know, if it's a legend car or something else, I'd say about half the attendance generally leaves after the 410 show, which is just the consensus. Everybody is very pro 410 in the area. That's really the only thing that has a, a big division, but, or a big draw, I'd say, but, the night that I won there it was actually a makeup feature and they ran us first before they, it might've been before or right after time trial. So literally everybody was kind of stuck captive and it was like taking a win that way and being on the front stretch with a full grandstand was a little bit like you got out of the car, you were excited and then you were like, Ooh, like, <laughs> like <laughs> there's a lot of people looking at me right now. Yeah. And then you realize like, man, like it's, it's, it's on TV. Everybody's watching. And I could definitely tell you, I mean, compared to every other, time we've been up front and done things like that got a lot more response and i think just that timing thing like that was really neat to see that um and then i think you know some of the other stuff is more memorable things that just kind of stick out i mean and i mean obviously like we just went past the anniversary of greg hodnett's passing and actually like i i could remember that night that it happened we were actually the second division that night and uh i had walked back to set my bleeders get the car ready and it just got like super quiet at the racetrack. I mean, like pin drop, like it felt like even the generators kind of zoned out and you walk back up and it was just like the, the eeriest calm at the racetrack you've ever known. And I think that's a, that's a night for whatever reason, it just sticks out in my head. Like oh. I can tell you every detail of that. I feel fortunate that I didn't have to see it happen, but just you, you knew something happened right away. Yep. I mean, it was yeah. very odd. And then that just, they canceled the program we left and it was like 
the quietest night leaving the races you ever had. Like that was something that sticks out pretty vivid in my mind. Oh, from yeah, the race. It'd be a hard night to forget. Period. You yeah. know, not for a, not like a cheerful note, but I mean, it's just one of them memories that you'll have with racing forever. Well, that's just it. I think that's you know, there's definitely good ones, and then I, you know, you know, bad things like that. But I mean, that's definitely something that sticks out in my mind. That just I can tell you every detail that night and what happened there, and it was just like that was something I think people will talk about for a long, long time, and something in the modern era of our, you know, popular race guys and things like that. You know, that yep. was definitely nobody expected, and was just you know a memory that a lot of people will have and remember. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, on that note, I think we're going to take our first little break here, and we'll be right back with Chris. Fulkins Brothers Trucking, complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979, call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. All right, we're back at the garage with Chris Frank. So, Chris, does the number on your car, does it have a, a special meaning for you or anything, or is it just a number that you pulled out of a hat? Really, when we got interested in racing, being younger, uh, I'll say really when we started, really started hanging out with my dad and doing stuff in the garage instead of just being in the house and kind of doing, like, little kid stuff, like, we got into NASCAR and uh, – I remember just starting to watch it, and it just happened. It was on a Saturday. It was when it was Bush Grand National, and it was when Buckshot Jones won at the Milwaukee Mile. And that was the first time I ever saw a double zero. Um, I just thought that was the oddest thing. I didn't know why there was two, and that just kind of always stuck with me. Um, I was a, a big Buckshot Jones fan for years as he raced, and we did NASCAR stuff and went – I mean, we drove down to Daytona some weekends when he just felt like going. We went to a lot of NASCAR races before we got into dirt track stuff and in between there. But I just thought that was – I thought it was odd, and I liked it. It was different. You didn't really see a lot of that. Um, and then, of course, getting into racing things that in the area here, there's been different guys and things. You can hear some history on it. and Some older gentlemen that have raced have come up to me and said about it too, and it was kind of the same feel. Like it was like an odd number, and you just wanted to be a little different. That's kind of why I yeah. stuck with it. I've ran that from – from the very first time we got a go-kart till till now. That's been my number. You probably don't have to go double zero X or double zero T or any of that stuff, do you? Well, they got me pretty good at Lincoln. Uh, one of the other guys in the area that has raced for years from before this, his name is Shane Smith. He's actually from over near Jersey, and I think he goes back into, like, the cars days. So, of course, when he would come in, he actually had another guy drive his car. Now they have a second one for him. But he was double zero S, and then they got me with double zero F. So then I've been oof most of this year. <laughs> <laughs> you got but a nickname. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't, I, that's the first time I really encountered that since we started racing. But it was like, man, I just was like, ah, like I couldn't have, couldn't have asked or gave me something. I don't know what I would have did. Maybe like a W double zero, so I could have been woo or something besides oof. <laughs> Better than oof. <laughs> yeah, anything but oof. Yeah, maybe a... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe put the F in front of it. <laughs> well, that's it. I'd, if anything, the oof kind of fit the end of the year here. Like I said, two weeks ago, I ended up on my head and uh, got home, took the car apart, got the motor out, put it in the other car, turned around for that Friday to go to the Grove here, and we ended up hurting the motor. So it was kind of 
it was kind of oof. So you maybe know, that's where it from. <laughs> not not the way you want to end your season, anyhow. That's for sure. Yeah. Not for not like yeah, that's for sure. So this is another one. I I don't know. I just kind of thought of. Uh, do you have any like superstitions with racing? I mean, like. You'll see some baseball pitchers. They won't touch the white line, you know, as they go off the field. And everybody maybe has a little bit of their own little thing. Do you have any of that when it comes to racing? I can tell you I'm very OCD about stuff. And even my crew guys laugh, but now they've actually catered to me. And, like, if we're getting ready to go out, like, sometimes I'll point, like, if there's mud underneath the back of the front wing, like, and I'm strapped in a car and I can't, like, get it that drives me nuts <laughs> i'll kind of point and they'll just laugh and they'll knock it off and things like that but like i i definitely have a i don't want to say like a routine but i generally do things a lot the same way and i'm kind of particular about how i do things uh, i do a lot of work on the car by myself like when switching motors and stuff my my guys are probably within a half an hour of me but i hate to run them up here for a couple hours a night during the week or anything i I do a lot of work myself and just get it done. Now they're great at the track. They come help me do whatever I need. And they would, they would show up tonight if I had to come up here and, and had 20 minutes worth of work that I needed a hand. But, uh, I definitely, as far as that goes, just kind of like an OCD type of thing. I would say that's kind of quirky, but as far as like, you know, if somebody gave me a green sticker and we had to run it that night for some special race. It wasn't like, uh, like, you know, we're just fake putting it on or something. I don't, I don't mind stuff like that, but yeah, I would say, uh, you know, my one friend is very superstitious, and I think the one time he, he kind of lost his mind, we were sitting at the racetrack, and somebody had a bag of peanuts. And I'd never heard in my life that they were unlucky at the racetrack, and I ate the whole bag, and he didn't want any. And then we got done eating, he's like, you know, that's bad luck at the races, and you're probably going to wreck. And I'm like, you couldn't have told me before we started eating peanuts? Uh, I had no idea. But he, he's very superstitious. He's to the point now where... If he he's figured out that if he hits a bird on the way to the racetrack with the truck and trailer, he'll just turn around and go home. Oh, seriously, <laughs> he's got her bad then. Yeah, twice twice now he actually used to run when there was three fifty eights at Sealand's Grove, and he said both times he flipped out of the park up there, they hit a bird on the way to the racetrack. So he's like, if you ever hit a bird, I'm just telling you, just go home. <laughs> just go. <laughs> your, your OCD, my my sister. We got a little shed next to our garage here. We started hanging some wing panels on it. It's yep. actually the neighbor lady's shed, but she said we could and blah, blah. Well, my sister's OCD and things have to be just perfect and whatnot. Well, we didn't hang the panels perfectly straight, so she's giving me crap about it the other morning I come over. And she says, you know, you guys hung them signs and they're crooked. And your OCD sister lives across the street. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's too bad, I told her. But <laughs> no, I I literally saw your picture when you put it up, and I was like, that one's a little crooked. <laughs> I want you to know I didn't have anything to do with it. It was this guy and my brother, Jir. I would have had the level out. The shed's crooked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Blame it on that one. <laughs> Maybe we're going to have to straighten them now. we got more people noticing other than my sister. So I wasn't going to straighten them for my sister. but I, I wouldn't have said anything, but you brought it up. <laughs> so... You pretty much gonna do the same things next year, or do you have different plans, or what's what's the plans for you for next year? I've touched on a couple different things this year. Actually, a good friend of mine that owns a team out here, Rick Lefevre, let me use one of their motors. Um, 
one of his 410s. And we were supposed to go back to a, a race at Susquehanna or BAPS, whatever you call it back there, and run a, like a Thursday night or so show, and it rained out. Um, I begged and pleaded with him to go to the Grove on Friday because it was just one of those weekends I knew they were only going to have about 20 cars. Could have started the feature, made the whole night. Would have been great. And when it rained out, I asked him, I was like, you know, what's my rate check policy? And he's, he's pretty dry and he's pretty funny. And he's like, well, I guess you take it out and give it back. And I'm like, really? And he's like, what do you want to do? Like, oh, God. Like, I'm just like that feeling you get when you're getting pulled over and you're like, want to throw up. But I'm like, I'd like to go to the Grove. And he's like, I don't want to run that motor there. And the only other race that I could get to that weekend because they needed the motor back out before uh, Pennsylvania Speed Week was coming up. They had to put it back in their other car was at Lincoln on Saturday. But it just so happened that it was the 19,000 to win Steve Smith senior memorial race. So my first couple of laps with an actual 410 in the car, I've tagged into a couple of shows here and there was, was at this 19,000 to win race with, you know, the crates cars there with Lance. I parked between him and Brent Marks and like, it was just <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, uh, we, we, I think we had like a green, white checkered hot lap right into time trials. And I'm like, oh, I just don't want to wreck in front of everybody. And <laughs> I think there was, maybe about 40 ish cars or, you know, 30 couple. It was definitely a full field. Um, they had a C made. I made it through. I got into the B, but it was like, ah, you know, we, we kind of got a taste of it. We didn't make it. But, uh, since I wrecked the other week and then blew up the motor, everybody's like, Oh, it's time to go 410 racing. And I was like, yeah, nobody sent checks yet, but I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll wait and see. So, um, I've kicked it around. I wouldn't mind, you know, trying to get one and do a little half and half right now. I just have the 358, obviously, but, uh, you know, that all comes with more time and more money and things like that. But, uh, you know, definitely want to probably stick with the 358 stuff to be safe. But, uh, you know, that, you always say that, and then an opportunity comes up for something changes. And, you know, I was being in the area here, it wouldn't be out of the realm trying to do a, a 410 attempt here and see how kind of how it goes. But, um, I feel like where I'm at financially and what I can do with the sponsors and the guys that I do have that do support, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. And I know it would take a lot more to really have a competitive 410 program, especially with just the competition we have here on Fridays and Saturdays. Oh, but, yeah. you know, you definitely always got to... Got to bring well, the A-game. Got to see where you stack up kind of thing, I guess. Yep. Well, he might have to get Fizzle to step up a little more. He says he's working all the time. I actually had a little project I wanted him to do, and he hasn't gotten back to me on any of it, so I'm kind of waiting. I mean, I guess he's just in there making money to be able to give it to me, I hope. <laughs> so, we'll go with that story. Yeah, I figured that's what it is. He, he can't want to get his wife anything else. She has everything, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, long as we're bringing him up, who are your sponsors on your car? They like to be – we like to get them out on the show. Yeah, no, Chris is – well, probably one of the newer ones, Mount Tabor Cabinetry. Hopefully I said it right. He always gives me hell because I, I say it wrong. But uh, yeah, he does custom kitchen work. Uh, we had some new guys on this year with Byway Motors, a small car lot up the road for me. Uh, a friend of mine in Dillsburg does that's line painting LLC. He'll do lines and parking lots and things. Uh, Miller Logistics, they do heavy equipment transport and moving big things. Uh, they've done cranes, equipment, everything else. GNS Concrete Construction. RS Mechanical Services. Uh, Nasty Nate Racing is one of my buddies. It's actually a friend. He's on Bill's crew. We probably talked about him a little bit. He's pretty entertaining. Um, and my powder coater, Powder Works, is definitely 
always helping me out. I like, like I said, but the OCD, the car is always looking pretty good, and he's a big contributor to, to most of that. The uh, Fever Electric, and then of course my probably main sponsor there would be the uh, Dowdy's Pest Control, which is actually my in-laws' business. Uh, my wife's now is part owner of that with her mom, and we've kind of got that going. It's based out of Williamsport, which is about two hours from us, but uh, kind of taking a stab at making our own territory down here. And I've been servicing and doing pest control, so we've been kind of pushing that down here and you know trying to trying to fund it and advertise. And we put it on the race car, and I feel like like we talked about earlier, the race fans have been great. You know, everybody's a pretty strong following on that. And they when they do have a problem, you know, insect or rodent related, I generally do get a call or a reference, which is always nice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. That's, that's the <clears throat> purpose of putting them on there, too. You know, that's why you want them on there. So. And who knows? Maybe Hoagie's Garage will be on that wing next year, too. We'll have to do some more hey. talking, right, Chris? Well, that's just it. It'd be cool to go 410 race, and if you guys, we can always make that sticker pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will we... off. Or move him around and be good. We're maybe not to that point yet in our podcast <laughs> life, but yeah, we we need to get a few more sponsors. So we'll yeah. we'll see what happens. But uh, <laughs> it's it's we just need to get our name out there in PA a little bit more too. So hopefully that's what this is doing. But let's go ahead and get into some speed questions, and okay. we'll we'll go from there. So what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. We've had that a couple times. Yep, yep. Are, are you a cat or dog person? Uh, we don't have any pets currently, but definitely a dog person over a cat person. Um, do you have any hobbies, if you have time when you're not racing, I should say, I guess. but uh, Whenever I'm not racing, it's just trying to keep the wife happy. That's what it's all about. Oh, happy wife, happy life, the saying goes. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite movie? I would go with Jaws. Jaws? Oh, that's Jaws. an old school one right there. There you go. To this day, it doesn't matter if it's the middle of the day or what it is. If I'm watching five minutes of it, my feet are up off the floor and, you know, safe there. If I fall asleep in the middle of the night sometimes during Shark Week, <laughs> my foot falls up the side of the bed. I'm waking up and jerking it back on. Like, that. it gets me every time. I've probably watched it a million times, and it still scares the crap out of me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Think uh, what that'd be like if they do it nowadays with the modern special effects yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I feel like they kind of did that Meg movie a little ways back, and Jason Statham's pretty oh, yep. cool. But now I still we go we go on vacations. We've been down in the Dominican and Bahamas and stuff, and I can only make it out about waist deep in the water, and then I'm something bumps into me. I'm I'm back on the beach at the bar pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> there's just though there's them certain movies that if it's on TV you just have to watch it. I, just, I could start it a half an hour in or wherever. I could yep, watch that. Yep, don't have to see yep. the beginning. I've got a lot of movies that takes me five days to watch it. There are different <laughs> times to watch the whole movie. You just see parts of it here and there. So, Are you a <laughs> snow or rain guy? Ah, Doesn't sound like he likes either. <laughs> Not really, no. I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say snow because I've never... I've never got snowed out of a race, but we've gotten rained out. That yep. always that always taps me a little bit. So Looking I, like a true I, racer I, right there. Definitely start er, almost early enough in PA though yeah. that they could be snowed out. Last year you were close, I think. They did have a couple, and I can remember being at the icebreaker and even the second and third race at Lincoln when they started um, had to stop and run the track back in because it literally wetted the track with a like a real light fluffy snow and made for some awesome pictures. I remember they had a, a lot of guys snapping there at the track, but yeah, they. They've almost had it a couple times. You bet. Um, this one, this question actually comes from your buddy, uh, Chris. Uh, 
If you're going to be stranded on an island, do you have an album or a CD or what kind of music would you need with you? Ooh, I'm definitely a rock guy. If I had to pick like an album, because I still like my wife makes fun of me, like I'll still literally buy a CD. And I guess it's just because my truck to go to the races still has a CD player and everything else is all digital. But uh, if I had to play one start to finish, there's really only one that I could throw that to on anything. And I liked, uh, and don't make fun of me here, but Kid Rock, Devil Without a Cause. Okay. It's good. The old Ba with the Ba and all that stuff. Yeah. I just, I could listen to that whole album start to finish and, and not have to skip anything. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> What's your favorite place to go out to eat? Or maybe the wife's being that's what you got to do in the off-season. Yeah, yeah, we get caught up in that, and then we got to exercise because we got to eat too much. Uh, <laughs> I would say uh, f- friends of ours are actually pretty tied into one of them. They know what's called Center Street Grill, and it's kind of one of those little hidden gem kind of places, I'd call it. You know, it's definitely nothing fancy, but uh, her, her good friend's husband is the chef in there, and, I mean, just killer wings. They'll do really oddball dishes and throw stuff together he'll have like a louisiana night and they do a lot of different stuff uh, awesome steaks uh never had a bad meal at the place and i've tried a ton of stuff there it's just an awesome place to eat there you go sometimes them little off the wall places are your best places yeah man um do you have a favorite holiday uh, i would probably say halloween okay. i think it's entertaining and if anything you know most of the girls like to show off what they got in the skimpy costumes and colors. <laughs> I always enjoy that. That's a good sight. Nothing wrong go. with that. <laughs> what what app do you use on your phone the most? I'm on Facebook. I would call it pretty much all day, but it's not actually like the social media part of it since they did like the marketplace and then all the groups. Yep. Uh, I can tell you like that ever since you know, I'd say sometime this year I kind of got the 410-inch call it and started looking at stuff. All the little Midwest racing, you know, there's stuff just West Coast. There's a Central Pennsylvania one. People are posting stuff for sale all the time. And actually last year with the shortages of parts and stuff, I was actually buying and selling go-kart stuff and doing small buyouts and then using that to fund a race car. It worked out really well. So uh, always looking at junk on there to buy and if st- people are posting stuff and and then I guess the worst thing, you start looking and going through the groups, and you're like, man, it's a good deal on a motor, and then it's in California. And yeah, uh, and it's $1,000 to get it shipped to you. <laughs> yeah, and then it shows up, and it's full of sawdust, and you, you're screwed, so yeah. <laughs> but no, I'd say that definitely the Facebook, but like the marketplace and yep. the selling groups, yeah, I'm on that all day. You bet. So do you have very many speeding tickets? <laughs> I got one today. (laughs) (laughs) That's our first one of them. It's been a while, but I've stacked a few up back in the day. And, of course, she yells at me because I was in the work vehicle and everything else. But it was one of those. It went from like a 45 to a 30. And, of course, I wasn't paying that much attention. I had the radio on doing my thing. And then the next thing you know, the lights are flashing. But he he cut me a break. Uh, Didn't get any points. It ended up just being kind of like a fine thing. And he said it. You know, as per the mile per hour he put it on, it wasn't going to affect the insurance. So once I told her that for the work stuff, then she didn't she didn't mind too much. And she's like, well, <laughs> and you, weren't as, you weren't in much trouble, as much trouble then. Yeah, as long as I as long as I put her in the mail with my check, we're good to go. So. There you go. <laughs> so along that line, other than in the work truck, then what's the fastest you've ever driven on a highway? <laughs> my dad used to wholesale cars, and there was an auto auction 
probably like 40 minutes from York. Um, sometimes we'd get stuck out there. He'd buy regular stuff. He was a big truck guy. We always had diesel things and everything else. But I remember one time we were kind of stuck there, and one of his friends bought high-end exotic cars. Um, he read me the riot act because there was really not a good way for us to get back, but they were going to have me drive one home. And I ended up in a 911 Carrera and there was a bridge and I planned it out perfect. I was like, as long as nobody's around, there can't be any cops on the bridge. I'll just see how fast I could go. And I think say somewhere between one thirty and one forty, and then backed her back down. But I guess <laughs> The, the fastest I can tell you for sure we went. I've been in a lot of stuff without speedometers here and there, but I don't think it was that fast. <laughs> yeah. So um, what's your favorite thing to drink? Uh, probably just regular everyday thing, I would say, either iced tea or sun-kissed. Okay. But. And if you could own any car, vehicle, truck, whatever in the world, and money was not a problem or wasn't the issue, what, what would you like to have? I guess I'd probably want a 410, but if it was something I had to drive around, <laughs> uh, I don't know, really growing up with my dad being a car dealer, I went through, I couldn't tell you how many vehicles, it's somewhere between probably 30 or 40 vehicles I've owned in the time that I've been through it. And as far as just something I never had that I always wanted, the uh, Fox Body Mustang, like a 92, 93, like okay. Cobra Fox Body Mustang. I just always thought they were awesome. Um. It's a very collector car type thing right now. They're getting popular again, and yep. I think the price went back up. But I, I think they're just about as much now, if not more, than they were new if they're in really good condition. And actually, friends of my mom's, they have three of them, and I don't think I can convince them to not give them the one to me somewhere down the road. But <laughs> yeah. that, that was something I think that I always wanted. I was never a real like high end. Like, never wanted a. Never wanted a Porsche or a Ferrari or anything like that. I always liked kind of muscle cars, and that was pretty cool. I always liked those. You bet. Well, Chris, that's all we got. We really appreciate you coming on our show. Uh, like I said, we're we're trying to get our name out in PA a little bit more. You know, racing so-called capital of the world, probably. And oh, yeah. uh, uh, is there anything else that we didn't bring up that you wanted to mention? Yeah, I think we pretty well talked about it all. Like I said, uh, you know, if there's anybody out there that's got an extra 410 laying around, that'd be that'd be pretty handy. But yeah, I don't I don't generally like to beg or ask for anything because that was it. It's like I, I I like doing it on my own, and you know, I pretty well built my operation up with help from people that wanted to help me. And I do appreciate everybody that's on board with my team and my sponsored guys, uh, Chip and Travis. You know, my mom, my wife Ashley. I I enjoy doing it. I like working on it. Uh, you know, really, it's just kind of whatever we can make it and try to have as much success as we can and still just have fun. All right. That's why we, That's why you do things like that. Yeah, man. So what all hobbies are for, I guess you could say, is to have fun. So thanks again so much for coming on, Chris. We really appreciate it, and best of luck next year. Yeah, it's nice talking to you guys. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you. Right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Co-op Energy, your tri-state supplier for all your energy needs. Tires for cars, trucks, and tractors, and fuel like farm fuel, gas, and propane to heat your house and all your livestock barns. Co-op Energy even supplies the propane for the propane pusher. Co-op Energy has several convenient stores in towns located near your local tracks. Stop in before the race to get your gas, snacks, and beer. If interested in doing business, 
with CEC, give Randy a call, 712-400-8216. One more time, 712-400-8216 to set up an account, or you can visit our website at www.coopenergyco.com to find a location near your favorite track. Some of those locations are Wildcat Junction in Larchwood, Jackrabbit Junction in Sibley, in Worthington, the Interstate Sea Store, or the Blue Line Truck Stop. In Lakefield, it's Junction 86, and in Milford, Bogey Junction. Stop by and see what they have for you. Hey, Tobe, that was, that was pretty good. Uh, I liked him. He done a nice job. Nice guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tough luck. He's yeah, had, tough luck he hadn't had a real good last couple weeks, but that's all part of racing. You don't have to like it, but it's part of racing. Yeah, yeah. So I, Everybody's I had them stretches. Don't think he's going to end the, you know, the last few weeks here, but somebody could throw him a motor yeah. yet. Though. Somebody, you Let never him know. Borrow a motor. Yep. You know, he doesn't sound like he wants to ask for it. No, he's, no. he's not kind of into that. So, but but uh, somebody we'll could, ask. Oh, yeah, hey, somebody, somebody give Chris Frank a motor. What the heck? Motor, you know, Put let's him see on the race. track. So, but, uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show, Chris. And like I said, who knows? There's a chance, an outside chance, that we we might even be on his wing next yeah, year. We'll, we'll give her. A, we'll see how things play out here in the next few weeks or a month. Yeah, just have to see. So, all right. Until next time. Till next one.